in your face. I'm delighted to talk to one half of the Huxleys, Will Huxley, to chat about bloodlines at the Abbotsford Convent for Midsummer. It's a beautiful exhibition. It's a loving tribute to the many influential voices silenced by the HIV AIDS epidemic of the 80s and 90s. Welcome, Will. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us all about bloodlines. So bloodlines came about through Garrett and I... uh Growing up being sort of isolated and queer, weird kids either side of the country, Garrett in the Gold Coast and me in Perth, and growing up in the 80s and just not having many friends, feeling like fish out of water. And it was all these beautiful artists that we saw, people like Sylvester or Lee Bowery or Keith Haring, these queer artists that gave us something to dream of, this like sort of uh, like a future where we could see ourselves and the art was what kind of saved us and not having that many friends and not seeing having queer things around us there was these beautiful artists and then we had to watch them we had to lose them you know HIV and AIDS had such an impact on us growing up as queer people trying to come to terms with our sexuality and then losing these beautiful influential voices that that sort of set us free and for a lifelong sort of uh, think debt that we owe them, we've always carried it with us. That sense of loss. So this exhibition was a way of us um, paying back that debt and and saying thank you for freeing us and giving, inspiring us to make the art that we do. We lost so many artists, and this exhibition was our way of saying thank you and and putting our art into this sort of joy of remembrance and bringing back the spirit of these incredible artists. I mean, people like Robert Maplethorpe, Freddie Mercury. I mean, the list just goes on on. Rock Hudson, Liberace, uh, many, many indeed. I can tell it makes you really emotional talking about this. Yeah, it's something that's, I just wish that they were still with us and I, I... I wouldn't be making the work that I that we are without people like Robert Maplethorpe. I remember the first time when I was a young queer kid seeing one of his images in an art gallery in, in WA and it was my first experience seeing gay love and, and sex portrayed in this beautiful, powerful way and it, it was like an electric shock and it was like there is a world for me that I could fit into and that I love. And then having to lose these people and they're such a strong part of us. And I think so many queer artists today owe them this debt. And and a lot of young queer people didn't know some of these artists. One of them is Sylvester, who was the incredible disco. Uh, And Sylvester was gender non-conforming back in the 70s. This disco style, so exuberant and so beautiful. And, And that that fearlessness these artists came about in the 70s in that sort of wave of sexual liberation when it was the first time their voices were heard and and then to lose their those voices uh, only a decade later um it's just it we we just feel that loss as a, a queer community but this exhibition is about joy because those artists brought joy so it's not it is sad but it's also incredibly joyful because they were so they had to fight harder than we did and they had to be louder because they were silenced for so long um and we just like they bring us so much joy the, you know someone like Lee Bowery who Garrett discovered when he was on the Gold Coast was a reason why Garrett left the Gold Coast he was like I've got to go find Lee Bowery and Garrett moved to to London when he was 17 and saw Lee perform in nightclubs and was so um sort of 
so thrilled by him that that sort of led him on this wild path and the, without these artists you know what we do wouldn't be ca- wouldn't be possible uh, so we think of them as like our, our saints we're not religious but like they're like we thought of this work in a way as like holy cards so they're giant photographic works where we've made costumes uh, and we've done makeup and wigs and styling and, and created these giant holy cards, which are a tribute to, to several of the artists, people like Derek Jarman as well, and Australians like David McDiarmid and Peter Tully. Uh, they're just like these luminaries. They, they sort of lit our torch and we're carrying it for them. <laughs> So tell us how this joyous celebration is kind of, you know, depicted in, in, in Bloodlines, in the exhibition. So the, yeah, they're like, so the exhibition has multi-elements to it. So it has large-scale photographic works, which are printed. They're huge. They're like 2.5 metres high. Uh, and they're suspended um, in, in the convent, like in a religious kind of fashion, because they are the, these saints. Uh, and we spent like months making costumes and researching elements of each artist and finding a way to interpret their work in our own way. So they're not copies of, of their work. They're just borrowing elements. There is a work in tribute to Derek Jarman um, and we're completely naked, painted blue. Uh, when we were young, we both saw this incredible film of Derek Jarman's called Sebastian, which celebrated male nudity in a way that I'd never seen before. And Derek sadly lost the ability to see colors when as he was in his illness with HIV and AIDS he could only see the color blue towards the end of his life which was so sad but he made this beautiful film called blue uh, and it's just the color blue and his perspective of, of what it was like to die and it moved us so much so this work is totally blue and it's so we it was quite confronting being naked <laughs> because so much of what we do is covering ourselves with costumes but we wanted to be brave enough because Derek Jarman was so brave and so many of these artists were so brave. So we, you know, with the Lee Barry one, we stuck mylar up our ass and <laughs> it's like, like having almost like an enema of mylar because Lee Barry would do stuff like that. So each artist, we kind of stepped into their, into their glittery shoes and thought, how would, how could I be Freddie Mercury? And so we, and I've always loved Freddie. And so taking the photo was like this beautiful way of, I felt like him just for that time. And I, I hope these images make people feel like maybe these luminaries are still, they're still with us. Uh, so so they're, they're the photographs and the costumes. But another really important part of the show is these, uh, we made some AIDS quilts in honour of the AIDS quilts that were originally made in the 80s and 90s to honour people that we had lost. But ours are based on artists that all are all these incredible heroes and we bejeweled them and sewed them together. We were lucky enough to go to Thorn Harbour and be shown the archival AIDS quilts, which was so moving. And these people's voices need to be remembered. So we sewed them together and then we asked community to send in artists that they loved as well. And then we had stitch and bitch sessions where we glued and stitched and put sequins and created these quilts. And part of the exhibition this year uh, at 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 the convent, we're inviting people again to come and bring images of loved ones and as a community make more quilts because it's such a beautiful sense of storytelling. When you were creating Bloodlines, did you ever kind of feel like they were there watching over you and trying to talk to you? Yes, I, I, I would like to think. I'd often th- like think, what would Lee 
think at this moment. What well, and and I we or like you know another artist is Klaus Nomi, who was the incredible German operatic alien. Um, and I would just think, how would Klaus respond to this? And and I, it was like like talking to them. We read a lot of um, biographies about them or found films, and you know a, a lot of them are, are formative heroes, so we already knew a lot about them. But I felt like they were with us and in each shoot that we did we would play so freddie's shoot we played queen really loud and lee barry had this outrageous song called useless man if people might know it it's quite obscene and we played that really loud as we were doing his shoot and when we did the maplethorpe shoot we played patty smith's music because patty was you know robert's best friend and uh it, it was so it was actually really um I th- it was really beautiful for us to to be able to to step into the, into these characters and and combine what we do with what they had given given us. So it was uh, it's just for me it's been the most rewarding project that we've ever done, and uh, it just it moves me still um, t- telling people about the, some of these artists because they're they're we've discovered new artists through this project. And we had people send us like an artist like Brenton Heathker, who was a Sydney-based artist, incredible uh, performance artist who was so daring. And I can see our work in his work. And it's like this great lineage of queer storytelling. We had William Yang come and speak with us at uh, when we presented some of this work at Sydney World Pride. And William said, what we want as queer people is our stories to be told because for thousands of years they weren't told. And it moved me so much because I think that is so important is is remembering where we've come from in order to to inspire the future of what we're doing uh, you know some someone like Lee Barry, you see his influence in drag everywhere if, if you even if you watched RuPaul's drag race, a lot of those queens may not know Lee Barry, but the influence is so important, and um I've always been someone who loves to celebrate. Uh, the art that I felt saved me, you know, growing up, if I didn't have art and even watching like Molly Meldrum and like doing countdown, that was the first time I saw Grace Jones or Prince. And those, they just like fuel you as a kid that doesn't fit in because you don't see it on the street or in school, (laughs) but I saw it in magazines or on TV, you know, watching rage late at night. Like that was the first time I saw Madonna and I was like, what is this? I want to be part of this. <laughs> so it's like these artists and these stories that that really give you a, a, a sense of who you could be. You could be anything. You could be like <laughs> someone like Peter Tully or Sylvester. It's like they inspire you to keep reaching further. You must feel like they're kind of living on in you. I, I do when I go on stage because you know our work is very visual, but we perform as well. So we're not, we do performance work, and when I go on stage, I like sometimes I think if I could just channel a tiny bit of Freddie Mercury at this moment, uh, or, or you know, it, uh, like Tina Turner has always not that she's part of this show, but these heroes, they just like I just want a, a little bit of them. I, I, I like, and we wrote a disco song for this exhibition called Bloodlines which is about celebrating that beautiful time before AIDS when all these queer artists were free to celebrate their queer love. And it was like sexual liberation. Gay people were being heard and being seen celebrating for the first time these discos. And this song was, is like a hymn, a disco hymn uh, we wrote with some, with Angus Leslie and Jules Pascoe, two um, Melbourne based musicians. And it was so much fun. And when I, when we performed this, 
I feel like all of these incredible glitterati, we call them, are with us on stage, living through us. Uh, you know, I, I definitely think that the work that we do is not possible because, because if we hadn't had this influence. So it must be an incredible life-changing experience for you to have done this. Is there a particular, you know, legend that you kind of feel the most akin to? Uh, for us, we've always, um, Lee Barry has always been a huge thing for us. That Also, we met Lee's father um, and we've performed at the Barry Theatre and we visit Lee's grave. Lee is buried in Mount, out at Mount Macedon. And we were always, someone said to Garrett once, be careful who you idolize. <laughs> and, and when Garrett was 17, finding Lee Barry was like, Oh wow! He, I don't think Garrett realized then that all these years later we would be almost like the the um the progeny of <laughs> Lee Barry, like uh, and Lee. I think it still shocks me his work. Like even all these years later, it hasn't lost the edge. Uh, Lee did this incredible performance where he gave birth to his his partner Nicola, and it's. If you can look at it, it's on YouTube at Wigstock he performed. It still has that power to like, like take my breath away. I'm, I can't believe you did that. You are outrageous. Um, and so I think like for me, Lee is one of the, and also Lee coming from Sunshine in Victoria. It's so beautiful to think that, you know, Lee came from where we're working. Uh, you know, sadly at the time Lee had to leave Victoria because Australia has never celebrated their artists as much as they should have. And, if they had, Lee might have been able to stay in, in Australia, but he had to move to London. But we're lucky that we can be in Melbourne and make our art. You know, times have changed for us. Um, one other beautiful thing about this show is the curator of it, Jacob Boehm, his name is he, First Nations curator, who took us under his wing and, and, and it was so kind. Jacob is a man living with HIV and was so just the guardian angel that you could hope for. He, he really held our hand through this and, and allowed us to make this work and be by our side throughout it. And through him, we've had all these beautiful connections with, with positive people and learning about um, artists that we had lost, Australian artists that we didn't know about, that we lost to HIV and AIDS. So it's been, we've learned a lot ourselves. So we're, we're sort of educating some of the young queer people about these artists, but at the same time, making connections and learning uh, about history that we should all know about. Who else is included? Because there must be so many. There, there, there is an incredible amount. There's a, an artist called Stephen Arnold who actually worked with Salvador Dali and was so outrageous. It actually was rumoured to be the inspiration behind Frankenfurter, the character from Rocky Horror. And Stephen Arnold was part of um, an incredible group of artists called the Coquettes. Um, and, that, and there's another artist in our exhibition called Hibiscus who was in the Coquettes. And that's where Sylvester came from. And also Divine was originally in the Coquettes. Uh, and they were this crazy acid drag performance troupe from San Francisco in, in the 60s. And they kind of invented glitter drag, like that, which is part of kind of what we do. 
But there's also female artists like Cookie Mueller, who was a, a muse to John Waters, who's one of our ultimate heroes. And Cookie was in Female Trouble and Pink Flamingos. And she's the naughtiest, baddest girl. When we played, so this is, there's an artwork of us being Cookie Mueller. And I felt like such a bitch. And I, we got to wear all this like black, like vinyl latex and cigarettes. And like, she's the ultimate bad girl. She's like the Shangri-Las or the Ronettes. Um, and it was just so fun. Uh, you know, people forget that HIV and AIDS didn't just affect gay men. Uh, there were, you know, there's a be- beautiful, um, so many beautiful female artists that we lost as well. Uh, Tina Chow, who was a, a model and in a muse to Antonio Lopez, the, the fashion illustrator. There's just our quilts, each quilt that we've made has about 50 artists on. Uh, and there's so many more that we can include. But the, the photographic works, there's 13 of them, the large-scale ones. Uh, and it was so hard to to choose which ones. Uh, but with, with the photographs, it was the people that were formative to us growing up. So, you know, people like Maplethorpe and Peter Tully and Willie Ninja, who was an incredible ballroom voga from the film Paris is Burning. People may know Willie. But Willie was also in Malcolm McLaren's Deep in Vogue. And Willie is the most glamorous, like, like Naomi Campbell, but, uh, uh, you know, from the ballroom Vogue scene. Uh, so we got to play Willie in one of the images as well. And um, I, I, I never feel sexy, really, but Willie made me feel sexy. <laughs> Just channeling that energy. Um, yeah, there, there were so many. David McDiarmid is another Australian artist who was so brave. And uh, his work around HIV and AIDS was was so moving and, and he really when he got diagnosed he worked harder and made more art and Keith Haring said the same thing when he knew that he had HIV and AIDS he was like I don't have much time left so I'm going to make sure the time I have means something and Keith put so much of himself into his work and the thing I love about Keith Haring was his work was for everybody like his work was on the streets, it was in galleries, it was in subways. It's in Collingwood. I know. Uh, uh, we often go there just to stare at and just feel connected with Keith. Um, and I love that Keith never hid. A lot of these artists did not hide their sexuality in a time when it would have been really challenging to be out. Uh, I find that incredibly inspiring. Like Robert Maplethorpe's work was deemed obscene and his exhibitions were shut down uh, just for showing his his culture and his community uh, I just think they're so brave and Derek Jarman's work as well was considered obscene and I, I love that they, they fought that hard for us to be able to, to make love and, and to do what we're doing it's just uh, I, I just can't thank them enough <laughs> When you talk about this, you get a sense of, A, how many people we lost, how connected you are to them, but also has there ever been an exhibition like this where so many of the legends that we lost to HIV AIDS are celebrated? I mean, this must be kind of a world first. Uh, There was an incredible exhibition at the National Gallery of Australia back in 1994, which was called Don't Leave Me This Way, uh, which was an exhibition about artists living with HIV and AIDS. Um, An incredible exhibition, and we managed to find the catalogue. And it was curated by Ted Gott, I think, who was a curator at the NGV here in Melbourne. Um, 
And that exhibition was incredibly brave for the time it was staged. Uh, it was not necessarily a celebration of, of the artist's loss, but it was a look at art artists making work around HIV and AIDS at a time when people were dying. And that I, th- I found that exhibition, uh, you know, I was too young to see it, but it, it looks incredibly moving and I've seen films about it. And um, I, yeah, that we we got the catalogue and read a lot about that, and and one of the artists on our quilt, Brenton Heathker, performed at "Don't Leave Me This Way." Um, and when when we are staging this exhibition at our opening night, one of our favourite performers, who's called Too Juicy, incredible First Nations performer, is going to sing "Don't Leave Me This Way," which meant a lot to a lot of queer gay men. Um, originally sung by Thelma Houston and covered by. Uh, Bronsky beat but it, it those songs uh, you know that song and that's why that exhibition was named after that song because it meant a lot to the community um, so we're going to be, be bringing back those 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 voices and those songs that are opening it's an extraordinarily heartfelt exhibition it's a great gift to the community that you and your partner Garrett have um, produced this for our community during midsummer it runs from the 21st of January to the 11th of February yeah yes at the Abbotsford convent 10 a.m to 4 p.m the opening night extravaganza is Thursday the 25th of January from 7 to 9 p.m and yep at the Abbotsford convent. Uh, Will Huxley, it has been a joy to meet you. We've got a track of yours from Bloodlines, and um, we're going to play that. Thank you so much for popping into 3CR. Thank you for having me.
face would like to thank Thorn Harbour Health for their sponsorship of this program. Thorn Harbour Health envisions a healthy future for our gender, sex and sexuality diverse communities, a future without HIV, and a future where all people live with dignity and respect. To find out more, search Thorn Harbour Health on your search engine or Facebook.